I'd like for you to open your Bibles with me to the book of Exodus chapter 12. And I want you to read with me, beginning with verse 3. Speak to all of the congregation of Israel, saying, On the tenth of this month, every man shall take for himself a lamb according to the house of his father, a lamb for a household. And if the household is too small, notice this. This is what I want to preach on. If the household is too small for the lamb, let him share it with his neighbor next to his house, taking it according to the number of the persons, according to each man's need. You shall make your count for the lamb. I love that phrase. And if the, if the household or your home or your family is too small for the lamb, he never, we never find... Uh, him saying, if your house is too big for the lamb, because the lamb, which is a type of Jesus, there's nothing in your home and in your family too big for the lamb to take care of. And he said, as a matter of fact, you're going to find out, and this is what I'm preaching on, that the lamb is so powerful that he is more than enough. And what he gives in this chapter is instructions for the Passover meal. The plagues had ended. It was over and Pharaoh had agreed to let God's people go. And he says, now I want you for the first time, God himself instituted the Passover meal, what we call and under the new covenant communion or holy, holy communion. And he said, what I want you to do is I want you to prepare this meal. And he gave sp such specific instructions all the way through that chapter. He says, now I'm going to tell you how to cook it. I don't want you to sod it. I don't want you to water down the lamb. That's literally what he said. Don't water down the lamb. Don't start talking this universal stuff of all roads lead to heaven. And uh, whatever religion you pick, any, many, mighty, mo, they'll all get you there. No, they will not. There's only one lamb. There's only one lamb, and his name is Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And we're not going to water down the lamb. And he said, as a matter of fact, you, you roast it on the fire. <laughs> and when you serve the lamb, serve it hot. Praise God. Preach the word with fire. And let, let the chips fall where they may. And then he even told them what to do with the bones. But what caught my attention is if he said, if your house is too little and you, after you've eaten, and he actually tells them in the chapter, you take the blood of the lamb, listen carefully, and you put it on the doorpost of your home so that when the destroyer passes through, he'll have to pass over your home because you have applied the blood of the lamb over your house. And then he said, you are to take the lamb and you are to eat all of it. None of it is to be wasted. And that's where the verse comes in. And if you can't eat it all, if, if your family is not big enough that you can consume, and he said, make sure that you eat the lamb and when your belly is full of the meat of the lamb, don't you dare waste it. They didn't have refrigeration back then. They didn't have, you know, I don't know about you, but uh, we, should, we all know what leftovers are. And he said, when you eat all that you can eat of the lamb, 
when you get the blood on your house and don't you dare think that that the lamb is not big enough for your family. I don't care what kind of situation you face. I don't care how bad your marriage is. I don't care what challenges you face with a child or a situation. He said, the lamb is enough and more than enough. And I want you, once you get full of the lamb and the blood on the doorpost, it is the way out of Egypt. You got to understand, they had been in Egyptian bondage for 470 years. And God said, this night, when you eat this meal, listen to the words. He said, you keep your shoes on your feet. Because what I'm about to do is going to astound you and shock you. And it's going to happen so quick that when I say we're moving out of Egypt, I know you've been in this situation, this bondage, this addiction, this, this slavery to something. They have, they enslaved you. It, 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 it was, it bound your grandparents, your parents for generations. It might have been going on. It was going on, but what I'm about to do through the lamb is so powerful that it'll happen suddenly. And the Bible said that they came out through and by the blood of the lamb, full of the lamb, full of the lamb. And then he said, but before you leave, I want you to get some of that lamb. If you can't consume it all, it's too good to keep to yourself and go and share the lamb with your neighbor. Go and share the goodness and what the blood did for you and what the meat in your belly did for you and the power of this meal to bring you out of the bondage of slavery and sin and Egypt, a type of sin in the world. He said, I want you to not keep it to yourself and not waste it. But I promise you that same lamb that got you out and blessed you, it'll get your friends out. It'll get your neighbors out but you've got to share it with them. You've got to take it to them and make sure that they have lamb in their house because the same thing that brought you out and your family out will bring them out. God has ordained it that God's process to get you out of Egypt. Egypt is a type of sin. Egypt is a type of addiction. Egypt is a type of dysfunction and depression and despair and sickness and mental illness and defeat and hopelessness and, and sexual dysfunction, all of it, he said, the way out is by the lamb. The lamb, I appreciate every program. I believe in programs. We believe in helping people with every structure and system that can aid somebody from getting free from something that's destroying their life. But the bottom line is you will never get out and your family will never get out until you turn completely to the lamb of God and say, I need your blood. I need to be full of you. The fullness of the belly, the Bible said that out of your belly will flow rivers of living water when you're filled with the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit, both are biblical terms. That He, he says, get the blood on the doorpost on the outside, uh, spiritually saying, get born again, get saved through the blood, and then get, get the lamb in your belly, get full of the spirit of the lamb in your belly to where you're full of the Holy Ghost. 
I'm, I'm old-fashioned. I still believe that God can set people free from vaping, from drunkenness, from alcohol, from drugs, from immorality, from sexual immorality. God can do it. God can do it. The way out, the only way out of a messed up life is by the Lamb. I'm going to preach it until I die. I still believe there's power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. The blood of the Lamb can get your marriage out of defeat. The blood of the Lamb can set your family free. The blood of the Lamb can bring you out of shame and condemnation and failure and a wasted life. Hallelujah. Put it on the doorpost, and then he said, and after you've eaten all of it, you can eat. That's why Free Chapel does what we do. We're full of the Lamb. And when you get full of him, you can't keep it to yourself. You get you a, you get you a to-go box. And you say, I'm going to fill. You know, I, I think uh, that's, what, that's when we had all these children. We had five, and, and we, we never ate. Now, when Sharice and I go out and eat, we, if we, when we're done, I'm not, a, I'm not a leftover person much. But anytime we eat now, especially when Drake was home, she would say, take that. Drake will eat it. And, I, and if he didn't eat the food, he would put Tabasco on the box that it came in too and eat it too. Amen. Because it's too good to throw away. It's too good to just partake and say, it's a shame that there are people all around us that are hungry. You got to share the lamb with people. You got to tell them your story. You got to say, I can't answer for other people, but I can tell you how I quit. I can tell you how I was changed. I can tell you how I was broken. I can tell you how I was at my wit's end and I didn't know what I was going to do. And I was hearing a voice telling me, just give up and take your life. But I met the lamb and the lamb filled me up with life again and brought me out of that darkness and that despair. Hallelujah. Give him a praise if you believe it. The lamb slain is enough. The cross at Calvary is enough. And Somebody may have looked and said, well, how's this little lamb going to get us out of all this bondage and all the mess my family's in and all the years and years and years of chains and bondage? How, how's that little lamb going to get my family out? You're asking the wrong question. You don't worry about how your family's going to get the miracle. You need to ask yourself, what am I going to do with the leftover lamb? Because he's more than enough. He's more than enough. And I tell you what you're going to do. You're going to turn your mess into a message and a testimony, and you're going to take it to other people who are hurting just like you hurt, and you'll have that compassion and love because you've gone through what they've been through. Do it with the leftovers. Take them. Your, take your leftovers to your neighbors. Take them to other people that you work with that are dying. God brought you out of the despair of a divorce. You didn't see any hope. 
You didn't know what, you were nothing but tears, nothing but brokenness, the children broken, the family broken, but God has restored and God has helped you and God got you through and you, you may still have some struggles, but you know now, your mind is different now. You know the lamb is enough, hallelujah. He'll all, and then you go to somebody in that same despair and you share the lamb with your neighbor. God brought me out. He can bring you out. He made a way for me and the lamb is the way. You know, that's how God said that they'll get out. It's an interesting verse in the book of Genesis when Joseph uh, was meeting with his brothers who had tried to kill him and he forgave them. And he said, now you're about to come to Egypt and live because the famine's going on and God's going to really bless you. But when you go before Pharaoh for your interview, I want you to tell him when he asks you, what is your occupation he said, you tell them that you are herdsmen. Don't you dare tell them you're shepherds, even though they were shepherds. He told them to tell a story. He shouldn't have done that, but I'm just, he, that's what he told them. And he said, he said, you tell them because to the Egyptians, every shepherd is an abomination. Egypt, a type of the world, hates shepherds. And he said, I want you to understand that you need to kind of conceal. We're going to be shepherds. There'll always be some lambs because one day the only way out of Egypt will be through the blood of the lamb. And so I got to keep some shepherds, but don't think that Egypt, the world, is going to appreciate shepherds. They hate shepherds. It's an abomination for anybody to be a shepherd. They only want herdsmen. You know, I'm going to preach just a minute because we're living in an environment that hates preachers. The Egyptians, the world, hates shepherds. And I'm going to tell you why. Because when it says they're only after this or they're a bunch of charlatans or they're this or they're that, you have to make up your mind whether or not you think a shepherd is important to you and your family. And when you understand that the only way, the reason that the Egyptians hate the shepherd is because the shepherds are the ones who connect the people to the lamb. Without the shepherds, people don't get introduced to the lamb. I don't care how long you've been bound, and I don't care what the world says out there, they despise people like me because I still preach the truth like many other thousands of pastors do. There's a spirit in the world that hates preachers, but that's the spirit of Egypt. There is a shepherd connecting you to the lamb right here this morning. You can look at me and you can live in your defeat and in your bondage or you can let me connect you to the answer that can get you out of there. You can break the curse off your family that has been for generations. You can see God do what you thought was not possible to do, even in your children and grandchildren. I believe this book above what I see or what I feel, and I'm going to preach it into your family and connect you to the Lamb. 
The answer is still the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, that takes away the sins of the world. Clap your hands and praise the Lord. The voice of the Egyptian says, don't go to church. The voice of the Egyptian says, oh, you don't need that. But when you understand the power of the Lamb, that's why we do outreach. That's why we, we, this church is full of the Lamb. And so we don't keep it to ourselves. We take the Lamb to rest homes, 30 services a month. We take the lamb to prisons and it costs hundreds of thousands of dollars to buy the equipment and we make donations to the prison system and bless them and bless those people that work in there and do what we can do. But you know why? Because the lamb's too good. We got to share the lamb with our brothers and our neighbors and our sisters. That's why we, we, we go by television Every, this week, we preached every day of the week on television somewhere in over 200 nations of the world. We're translating it into Arabic. We're translating it into different languages, into Spanish. And, the, and it goes on those networks and it goes all over the world. Turn to somebody and say, you're my neighbor. And if you're in Egypt... I know the way out. Let me offer you some lamb. Praise God. He's the leftover lamb. And he's always enough and more than enough. There's enough lamb in free chapel this morning in this service to bring you out. Hallelujah. You don't have to do it anymore. You don't have to live it anymore. You don't have to be defeated anymore. You can come out of that in Jesus' name. That means that the idea of more than enough lamb, it actually goes all the way back when, second, when, when, when the apostle Peter said in his second book, he said that the precious blood of Jesus Christ, he was the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world, before the world was ever in the condition that it's in. The lamb was already enough and more than enough. Before God said, let there be light, there was the lamb. God had the plan. And the words that he spoke, they're still true today. He's the lamb that takes away the sins of the world. When Adam and Eve messed up in the garden, the Bible said God slew an animal and he took the covering and he covered their nakedness. And that lamb that covered them, I want you to understand it didn't just cover Adam and Eve. But that lamb was more than enough because the next generation in their family, Cain and Abel, they had a fight and Cain slew his brother. And the Bible said that God was in a society and in a time under the old covenant that it was an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. In other words, if you murdered someone, you were to die and you were to be slaughtered right there. But God, because the lamb wasn't just enough for Adam and Eve, mom and dad, it was enough for the sons that, that had messed up. And Abel was slain and God should have killed Cain, but he didn't do it because the blood of the lamb was more than enough. And God said, I'll mark him, but I won't kill him. I'll give him mercy. He deserves judgment because there's a lamb in that house. 
Abraham's taking little Isaac up the mountain called Moriah. And they get to the top and the little boy says, Dad, I see the wood and I see the fire, but where is the lamb? And Abraham said, God himself will provide the lamb. And I want you to know that God provided what they needed. And the scripture said that that wasn't just enough lamb for Abraham and Isaac, his son, and Jacob, his son. But there came a moment when one of the nephews named Lot got in a terrible mess and shouldn't have been in Sodom and Gomorrah, had no business being there and couldn't get out and was doomed and was headed for judgment. Fire was about to consume him and his family because of the, of the stench of sin in that community. And God, because the lamb isn't just enough for Uncle Abraham and Isaac, my nephews, but it's enough for the, uh, for the nephew Lot and his family, and God sent an angel and led them out of that place. Don't tell me your family's too far gone. The lamb is more than enough. There's more than enough to save. I don't care if they're in Sodom and Gomorrah this morning. I don't care how bad they're out of their mind on drugs or whatever. I'm telling you, our lamb is mightier. Our lamb is stronger. Our lamb and his blood cannot be conquered. We are overcomers by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Give him a praise right now if you believe it. Don't you give up on your home. Don't you give up on your marriage. Don't you give up on what God's told you he would do with that child or that grandson or that granddaughter. You need to say in the name of Jesus, the lamb is more than enough. Hallelujah. There's already lamb prepared. You see, Abel's blood was innocent blood. And when God saw that blood, he looked beyond that moment and he saw the innocent blood of Jesus Christ. He didn't even see the crime of murder. He saw the solution to the murder, the blood of Jesus Christ. And sometimes you can't get over the moment that messed you up or you messed up and you did something that broke so many people. But I want you to know when God looks at you, he looks beyond that moment and he sees the blood of Jesus Christ that he shed that covers and cleanses and forgives. Adam failed, but the lamb was still enough. Cain failed, but the lamb was still enough. Abraham and his family and Lot failed, but the blood was still enough. The leftover lamb is still enough. I want to conclude by telling you that when you read the New Testament, you find this leftover lamb. Jesus is walking and he preaches and performs a miracle on the Sabbath and the Pharisees grabbed stones and the people were so angry that they were trying to stone Jesus to death and the Bible said he supernaturally passed through the crowd and they couldn't, they couldn't kill him and stone him to death. And he goes to the next city 
and they bring to him a woman caught in the very act of adultery right out of the bed. Scantily clad, barely clothed, thrown down at the feet of Jesus. She's ashamed. She's embarrassed. She's humiliated. And the Pharisees pick up the rocks and said, Moses and the law said, stone him, but watch the lamb. He said, they tried to do that in the last city I was in. They couldn't stone me. And because the lamb is standing here, you're not going to stone her either. And he says, let him that is without sin cast the first stone. And every one of them dropped the rock. And he said, neither do I condemn you. Neither do I condemn you. You better, you better not condemn people. We need to drop our rocks and get off our little holy high horses. And we need to understand without the lamb, you're nothing. Without the lamb, all your righteousness is filthy rags. Without the lamb, you can't give your way into heaven. You can't buy your way into heaven. It's only one way and one lamb, and his name is Jesus. Hallelujah. I, I want you to see in closing this morning, and that's not a clue to leave. Amen. But John's on the island of Patmos. He, watched G he ate the last Passover meal with Jesus in the upper room. So many things have happened since that meal. Jesus has been crucified, murdered, and butchered on a cross. Not only that, but he was put in the borrowed tomb of Arimathea, Joseph of Arimathea. And he rose from the dead and John was an eyewitness. But now they've arrested him. They tried to boil him to death, by the way. He was the only disciple who was not martyred. They tried to boil him to death. Uh, historians say the Fox's Book of Martyrs said that they boiled him so bad that all of the hair came off of his body, would never regrow. He was mangled and marred, scarred, third-degree burns, boiled him in a hot oil. But God wasn't through with him. Death can't kill what won't die if, if, if he's the resurrection and the life. That's true of your home. That's true of your marriage. That's true of the promise of God. Satan says it's over. It's never over when the lamb's involved in the situation. And John ends up on the Isle of Patmos all by himself. And he said, I was in the spirit and all of a sudden I was caught up into heaven. I heard a voice say, come up here. In Revelation 5, he said they were searching frantically in heaven saying, there's no one, no man worthy to break the seals and open the book. What about David? No, he's not worthy. He messed up. What about Abraham? No, he lied. He messed up. What about Samson? No, he messed up. No man worthy. And then he said, and I saw a lamb in the midst of the elders, and there stood a lamb as though it had been slain, a lamb that was slain, and he was standing the literal King James version of that verse says, I saw a lamb standing that had been slain. 
He was crucified, but here's my point. So much of the lamb that is, he's watching the end times. He's writing the book of Revelation. He's seeing it all. He's seeing the plagues. He's seeing the great tribulation. He's seeing the rapture. He's seeing the lukewarmness. He's seeing evil. He's seeing the antichrist. He's the one that gives us all those insights. He's seeing everything. But the one central message that he says is the most powerful is I see the lamb still standing. And what I'm trying to say to you this morning is the lamb is still enough in a world that is messed up, in a world and, and, and Israel and all the signs of the times. And recently, did you see it in the news? I couldn't believe it. The, the, all of the Arab nations went to China. Their leaders went to China and got with the leader of China. And they all sit around saying, how can we destroy Israel? How can we take over the world? This is the spirit of Antichrist, but I'm not afraid of any of that because I know that the lamb is more than enough. I don't know what's coming. I don't know what future is coming. I don't know what plagues are coming. I don't know what the economy is going to do, but I know the one who is standing and saying, I was dead, but I am alive and I've got you in my hand and no evil can pluck you and strip you and take you out of my hand. There's still enough lamb. Legalizing everything's the sinful, but there's still enough lamb. I know you're beat up. I know somebody's listening to me who's forsaken. I know somebody's listening to me who you've been through it and you just feel like giving up. But he said, do three things. They can put the blood of the lamb on the doorpost. And then get the meat of the lamb in your belly. Folks, you better listen to this preacher. We're living in times now. What you thought you could get by doing or not doing. A year ago, five years ago, pretty much all your life, if, if that's how you've done, neglecting this book. If you don't get full of the lamb, in the beginning was the word and the word became flesh. When you don't read this, you don't fellowship with the lamb. You're not full of the lamb. But when you get, we're living in times where God's word is sitting in our homes saying, I can get you out. I can get you through. I can give you hope. I can give you answers. I can direct your path. I can give you light and darkness. I can give you strength in your mind, in your body. I can heal you. I can heal your family. Do you know when they ate the lamb, the Bible said there was not a weak or feeble one among them. They got healed. And there shouldn't be a weak or feeble marriage among us if we'll get our belly full of the lamb because what happens is he starts living through you and you start forgiving and you start having the, not just the, the 
gifts of the Spirit, but the fruit of the Spirit, love, kindness, gentleness, long-suffering, patience. Love is kind. Love is pure. Love never fails. You get, you, get, you get full of this Jesus, this Lamb. And he starts, it's the Word, it's the Word of God in you beginning to, you start to say something and the Spirit in you, in your belly, out of your belly, it's the Holy Ghost. The blood is the salvation, but you need to get filled with the Holy Ghost and out of your belly will come the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit. Peace, joy. Well, my world's all messed up. You can have peace in the middle of it. You can have joy in the middle of it. You can have hope in the middle of it. The Lamb is enough for this generation. The Lamb is enough, I close with this, for every marriage. The Lamb is enough. Your problem's not too big for the lamb. Don't you worry about the lamb being too small to handle your situation. He said the problem is if your house is too little to handle all the lamb can do, you're going to have to share it with somebody else and help them when I get through with you. The lamb is enough for every family. The lamb is enough for every sinner. The lamb is enough for every backslider. He's enough to restore you, to change you, to transform you. Get full of the lamb and then start giving it to your neighbor. There is enough lamb for you. The same lamb that brought us out can bring you out and your family out. Do you believe that this morning? Do you believe that this morning? There doesn't have to be one person under the sound of my voice that leaves or that's listening that has to sit in the darkness anymore. The Lamb is more than enough. Stand to your feet, please, all over the room. Very quickly, I'm going to do something. Every head bowed, every eye closed, and everyone just very reverent for another moment. How many of you in this room today would say, Pastor, I need the blood of the Lamb on my doorpost. I need to be washed. I need to be cleansed. Look at me just a moment, everybody. There are three kinds of churches. There are risk takers. There are caretaker churches. And there are funeral churches. Undertakers. There are risk takers. A church that is alive keeps taking risk. Keeps sharing the lamb. Keeps reaching. It doesn't stop. It gets full of the lamb and a revival, but we don't stop. We start taking it to more people and to more people and to more people. And there are caretaker ministries. They, they just, they kind of get to a plateau and they stop. And they say, well, we're just going to 
settle for where we are. Let's not be aggressive. Let's not go for it. And then there are undertaker churches. There's no young people there. There's no baby dedications there. There's no youth there. It's just the same people and they're basically, and you know, praise God for what we need everybody, but this is not an undertaker church. That's why we don't have a graveyard out in front. We, we, we just, uh, we, we, we just, um, we're not a caretaker church either. Cause when people just all are about themselves, all about themselves, don't care about the lost, don't care about the hungry, don't care about the prisoner, don't care about the lost, don't care about reaching, don't care, then guess what? Sooner or later, they start fighting one another. But God said, if Free Chapel will be a risk taker church, if they will just get full of the lamb, and once you get full, have that heart to get a takeout box and say, let's go, let's take another risk. Let's try something else. Let's do something else. Let's reach stronger. May we never become an undertaker church or a caretaker church. May we always be a risk-taking church. Oh, come on and shout amen. By the way, your business is either a risk-taking business, a caretaking business. You're just playing it safe. Just play it safe. That's what caretakers do or you're an undertaker, you know it's over and you're just riding it out. That's not us. And that doesn't have to be your life. But you gotta take a risk sometimes. Faith is spelled R-I-S-K. Get out of the boat, watch what God will do. And some of you are standing right there and you know I preached to you this morning. You know I'm talking to you. Supernaturally, God has taken my words and he's applied it to your heart. And it's like, wow, how did he know to say that? That's the Holy Spirit. And he's not playing games with you. He said, my lamb is enough. And if you're in this room and you're lost, you're backslid, you, you need a change in your life, you need to come out of some kind of bondage or some kind of chain of the past, a chain of shame or condemnation or guilt or whatever, the Lamb is enough. The Lamb is the only way out. Pastor, you're preaching to me. I need that power of the Lamb in my life. Pray for me. If that's you, raise your hand. I want to see it. At every campus, raise it high and unashamed. That's it, beautiful, beautiful. Every one of you that raised your hand, slip out of your seat and come stand right down here. I'm gonna pray a prayer with you and a miracle's gonna happen in your life. I want you to come believing. I want you to come if it's a marriage, if it's a family, if it's a, I don't know, I don't know, but God knows. God knows who's here. God knows at every campus who's there and who needs to respond by faith. Take a risk. Or you can play it safe and stay where you are. But there's something about taking a risk that God says, I see faith in that. You wouldn't walk down an aisle if God hadn't spoke to you. You wouldn't walk down an aisle if you didn't feel like this was a word for your life. Come on, they're coming, they're coming. Clap your hands and praise God. They're coming to the altar. They're coming to the altar ushers and pastors direct them to the sides they're coming to the altar that's it come on come on come on come on come on come on hurry 
hurry at every campus. Let's lift up our hands and let's just begin to praise the Lamb of God. Let's just begin to glorify the name of Jesus. Praise His name. Worship Him. Worship Him. Worship Him. The Lamb has overcome. The Lamb is enough. Don't just think about yourself, but say, God, fill me with the Lamb this morning. I apply the blood over my sin, but fill me with the meat of the Lamb. And let me leave with a takeout box. This week at my job, let me share the Lamb with somebody. He did it for me. He can do it for you. Hallelujah. He's going to turn whatever you're going through into a testimony that's going to be shared, Lamb. I want everybody to raise your hands like you are applying the blood to your family. They may be like Lord in Sodom and Gomorrah, but the covenant God made with Abraham included his seed. Pray and plead the blood and get full of the Lamb. Sing it forever. He is lifted high. it one more time. Worship Him right where you're standing. Let Him take away the fear. Let Him take away the fears. The Lord says, I'm removing fear. I want you to know I'm more than enough to handle this. Hallelujah. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me with your family. Trust me with your future. Trust me with your children. Trust him. Hallelujah. Praise God for the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. We praise you, Lord, wash in your blood. Everybody pray this prayer. Say, Jesus, you are the Lamb of God. And today, I receive what your blood purchased. If you can forgive my sins, you can do anything. And I ask you to wash me and cleanse me in the blood of the Lamb. And give me the meat of the Lamb, the Holy Spirit. Fill me with the meat of the Lamb till I walk like Jesus, till I talk like Jesus, till I act like Jesus, till I love like Jesus, till I forgive like Jesus. And now, Lord, say it. And now, Lord, let me share the Lamb. 
with people that you have put in my life that don't have any hope of ever getting out. In Jesus' name, I belong to you. And the Lamb is more than enough. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Praise God. And I just tell you on the authority of God's Word that you are clean, you are pure, you are holy, you don't have a past anymore, all you have is a future. And it's full of the Lamb. He's going to lead you. He's going to guide you. He's going to bless you. In Jesus' mighty name. We hope you've enjoyed this teaching by Jensen Franklin. And thank you for your continued support of this ministry. Your prayers and financial support make these programs possible. For more information about this message and other ministry resources, visit us online at jensenfranklin.tv.